Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show of the podcast. I appreciate you all being here for another week. I sound like absolute caca. I am sick. I thought it was just a scratchy throat. It is now a full-blown head cold. I am fine. I just don't feel 100%. But the show goes on. The show goes on, and of course, we have some postseason content to talk about today. I appreciate all the love you guys have been showing. Um, I just put, put a little disclaimer out here now. We have an episode that's going to come out a little into November with our boy Ants. Ants has returned. Ants Volume 2. Uh, it's going to come out the Tuesday after the 10th, 11th, 12th. I think it's the 14th. I want to say the 14th. November 14th it's coming out. Um, I needed to log an episode, so while I'm away that weekend, I don't have to worry about recording anything. That's what content people do. Uh, completely effed up my predictions of the, the playoffs, so don't make fun of me. We we joked about it in there, how we knew that probably a lot of what we were talking about was going to be wrong, but look at us, the Texas Rangers, Ants' Texas Rangers are doing great. But regardless, just wanted to put that out there, because I feel like it's been a while since I've recorded an episode. I know it really hasn't been, it's just it just feels like it. Um, but we're going to talk about postseason content. We got a cool postseason uh, program on Friday. We're getting another one this week, and then another one next week, or something like that. And it's a lot of a lot of. We'll, we'll go through the calendar. We'll figure it out. We'll do this together right now. So let's figure this out. Uh, there's the button. As you guys can see, I've reorganized my entire setup. So I sometimes I don't really know which direction I'm going to be looking. My game monitor is here. My camera is here. Hi, Mom. And this is the other computer. So, stuff has been moved around. I got a bigger desk. I love it. I'm a big fan. Nothing behind me has changed. It's all the same. Look, this is this is what's always behind me, by the way. You guys just normally can't see any of it because uh, of the old vantage point. But now, now you can see it all. So, we're going to talk about the postseason program. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe while you're here. So, first, let's look at the calendar. We got the wild card program last Friday, the wild card event, postseason mini seasons, which I'm not touching. I can promise you that. Uh, division series program that's coming this Friday. That's where I would expect to see guys like Castellanos, maybe Bryce Harper, people like that. And then the following Friday, I lied. The following Friday, oh no, I didn't. I'm not a liar. Following Friday is two trick or treat Halloween type of programs as well as a championship series program. Then November 3rd is when Season 5 drops, and then that following Friday is your World Series program. So a lot of off-season content, well, not really off-season content, post-season content coming soon, and that will lead us into off-season content. Now, Season 5 is going to be Finest. So we will be getting Finest cards before we get the World Series cards. Don't know if that's good, bad, or indifferent. Just wanted to point that out. Also, because I feel like kind of diddly shit, this probably won't be a long episode. So, just bear with me. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Hopefully I feel better next week. Let's go through this postseason program. So, of course it's got the stupid electricity nonsense noise. Get rid of that. Okay. So, a well-built program again. We're, we're going to continue calling it out as SDS does it. A well-built program. There are moments. Two points a pop. PXP missions, five points each. There's three um, one-time finishes and then a repeatable one. Single-player stat missions. As you can see, I did not do them because I didn't want to. Online stat missions, five points each. 
You can get them really just by playing the event. You don't have to do anything crazy. Hop into the event, play some games, do some stuff. Boom. Optional mini seasons. That's cool. I appreciate that you can do that. I won't. I didn't have to. Event collection. As you can see, I did not even have to collect Zach Wheeler or Josh Bell. Oh, I have Josh Bell. I've already finished the program, but you didn't have to collect them, so that's nice. And then there's a wild card conquest, which I'm not touching at this point in the year. So again, very good that you could do things your way. BK, Burger King, Whopper, 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 have it your way. You rule, whatever the words are. You don't have to do everything against the A's at Shield Woods, bending them over and slapping them around. Gone, hopefully, are the days of having to do that. And that's that's a, something we should celebrate. That's a big deal, because it sucked for a long time. But to the program path. I like that they're still giving you these pennant chase packs. I think these cards are, yeah, they're all essentially worthless at this point. I'm not going to turn away a free 10k if, of course, if I get the card. Mostly I just get golds, but, you know, the chance is there. And then you get into the cards. Now, there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 player cards from the wild card round. We're going to talk about each one individually. On the whole, it's a little disappointing, the cards we got. With the caveat being they're clearly saving the big guns, right? Like, they're clearly saving Castellanos and Harper and the guys they know we want, who also had great division series, by the way. On an individual basis, some of these cards ain't bad. And I think it's only right to analyze each one of these cards on an individual basis. But largely, they're, they, they just, some of them just missed. So we'll start with Huascar Brasoban. I like his name. Uh, he is a reliever from the Marlins, sinker, cutter, circle change, four seam. I have him at P2. I've been using him a lot in 16 innings in the event. He has a 2.81 ERA. I've been 0.69 whip, by the way. Very nice. I've been effective with Huascar. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to exit out of him. I like that he has the sinker cutter. His delivery is, is pretty, pretty okay. The cutter is a very nice differential between that sinker and that cutter. So I, I like the way that you can use that cutter as a secondary offering. His problem is that he, he kind of sometimes struggles to put the ball where you want. But he's a 97 overall reliever with a sinker and a cutter, high hit per nine, high K per nine, high pitch and clutch. He's viable. Automatically, he's viable. I don't know if I'm going to use him, but he's viable. I've had fun with him in the event. I think that's going to where it's, it's going to stay for me. But like, this is an example of what MLB The Show does well. Whenever MLB The Show and SDS do programs and player of the month programs and, and long range or long term programs like this one, they always knock relievers out of the park. It's sometimes where they struggle is with hitters, occasionally starters. Sometimes you get a fire starter mixed in here and there. The hitters sometimes just lack a little bit of punch, and we'll get to them as we progress through this program. But, but Brasoban, very good. Taylor Walls, it's just a 97. A cannon fodder. Cannon fodder. Binder fodder. I, 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 I don't even know what to say. He's just kind of here. He's a switch hitter who doesn't hit righties. So... Worthless card. Trevor McGill. I am so curious what you all think about Trevor McGill. In 12 innings, I have a 3.75 ERA. I'm 9-0 all in the event. 16 strikeouts. 0.75 whip. 
The cool thing about Trevor McGill is he's got double outlier. Outlier on the four seam, outlier on the knuckle curve. I am pretty positive he is the first pitcher ever to have outlier on a knuckle curve. For that reason, I'm intrigued. I don't know if I'm willing to test the waters with him in ranked seasons on Hall of Fame and Legend. I don't know if outlier knuckle curve is going to be meta. Remember when we all were like, oh, cool, Rube Foster has outlier screwball, and then we saw it and it didn't really make a difference? I haven't faced Trevor McGill enough myself to know if it matters. So you guys tell me, do you think a knuckle curve with outlier is crazy cool? Do you think it's going to make him viable? I'm, just, I'm very curious. On paper, this card is good. He's going to throw hard, obviously, as outlier. His control is slightly better than Brassabon's. Clutch is okay. Well, okay, it's very good. K per nine's max. Hit per nine starts at 111. Not a bad card. It's a reliever. We could always use relief help. I just don't know if the knuckle curve is going to, going to be a consistent out pitch. I'm curious. Again, what you guys think. Let me know in the comments. Brock Stewart. Pretty positive. The pitch mix is the same as the player of the month. Uh, henchman card Brock Stewart we had, which was also a 97. I just... The attributes are good. The pitch mix is fantastic. I feel like he's so hittable. I light him up. Whenever I use him, other people light him up. In 5.2 innings, I have a 6.35 ERA and a 2.12 whip. You guys saw how well I just did with those other two relievers. Not the same with Brock Stewart. So, maybe it's just me. User error. I don't know how to use him. I don't know. But I, I'm not a fan of Brock Stewart. This card is better than that 97 card from the monthly program. It's his per nine's better. I just... I'd I rather personally leave him on the bench. Santiago Espinal. Um, this card's terrible. I mean, he's got a nice little swing. I don't know. Maybe it's not terrible. That's too harsh of a word. I, I, the fact that he has 76 and 80 powers is just not going to cut it for me. The high contact's nice, though. If we had that contact level with 90 power each side, now we're talking about a really fun, cool card. Similar to, like, Elvis Andrus and how, like, Robin Yaun is sometimes built. I like those builds. 76, 80 is just a little teensy, teensy bit low. Uh, but Santiago Espinal is, in fact, a player in this game. Next, Paul Seawald. They gave him a sinker, which makes him a modicum better. It's a great word. SAT word of the day, modicum. Look it up. And the problem is he just sucks. He doesn't throw hard. His delivery is not deceptive. And his four-seam and sinker are the same speed. And then you look at the other things here, and his control and BB per nine are just meh. He doesn't do anything remarkably. Road Warrior and Day Player doesn't excite me. He's he's just he's just a guy. Three pitches also not not good. Tyrone Taylor, holy mid. This is a 98 overall. The only reason it's a 98 is because he's incredible in the field, like actually incredible in the field, uh, and he could run a little bit. But 108 clutch is whatever. 75 vision SDS. Listen to me. I love you. We've made so many good strides in the last month or so with programs and content. We have to be mindful that vision means something to a lot of people. I would rather sacrifice some durability or arm accuracy to help my boy in the vision category. We're going to see that more as this content goes on and as we talk about this more. A lot of the hitters are screwed by vision and a couple other little things. But Tyrone Taylor, anyway, is just pretty mid- he just had a, a whatever 
moment that gave him a card. It's cool that he has a card. I'm not against him having a card. The card is just kind of whatever. Kevin Ginkle. He is a harder-throwing version of Paul Seawald, who also sucks because he only has three pitches. Um, 37 stamina is kind of cool. That means you can pitch to four batters instead of three. Um, high K per nine. Good hit per nine. High clutch. He has no quirks, so that stinks. Uh, you're not going to use this card. And Kevin Ginkle, I believe, in real life, actually has a pretty glitchy, weird delivery. I think. Am I making that up? D-backs fans, remind me. Uh, he does not have a glitchy, weird delivery in the show. So that hurts him. Kevin Kiermeyer. This is where I'm going to be biased. Uh, I uh, Kevin Kiermeyer is a lot of fun to use. This card unequivocally stinks. He's max in the field, 97 speed, contacts or whatever, powers whatever, vision's only a 77, clutch is not even good. But Kevin Kiermeyer, every year, every year, has a remarkable swing. I love Kevin Kiermeyer's swing. So now you give him a card that has attributes much better than his live series card, and I'm like, oh, we can have fun with this. Listen, you're not going to use it in ranked. Maybe if you're a Looney Tune and want to put him on the bench for defense, that's fine. Um, but, like, if that's my second diamond round in BR, I can get an incredible defensive center fielder, which is so important in BR, who also has a glitchy swing and will play well above his attributes. Now we're talking. Um... Doesn't make this card a win. I still think it's unfortunate. However, I'm excited for it for those reasons. So let's just put that into perspective there. Zach Little, don't use this card. In 1.1 inning, we have a 27 ERA and a 3 whip. I could not get my opponent to swing and miss at friggin' anything. He doesn't throw hard. His pitches are easy to read. 67 stamina as a reliever is super dope. Not going to look past that. I wish he was able to get outs. He just simply is not. Excuse me. And he's also got no quirks. So there is uh, there is that. Don't, uh, don't effing use that card. Alec Thomas. Moving on. Just such a bland, not cool card. Good for Alec Thomas for having a big moment, but not good. Now we move to the 99s. This program ended, the wild card portion of the program ended with five 99s. Let's talk about them. Willie Adamas, 99 in the field, 96 reaction, 91 arm, primary shortstop who can play second and third. He's going to be a diamond at every position. Starts out base 72 speed. That's pretty good. Clutch 112 is like, all right, fine. I, I prefer higher, but especially when you're talking about a postseason card and postseason success typically means it was clutch success. Just put your thinking cap on, but he's only got 112 clutch. My problem with Willie Adamas is that the vision makes him tough. Willie Adamas does have a nice swing. There is nothing wrong with the way this card is broken down from a hitting attribute standpoint. He has reverse splits, so he's better against righties. His power is going to play up because he does have a nice swing. Again, you could argue or, or, or vouch for higher clutch. That's what I would do. But 82 vision is just a little low. It's, it's borderline playable. It's not the worst you've ever seen like Aaron Judge. Just like a little higher. We're getting at the point in the year where like these cards, these postseason cards, especially the five bosses at the end of the programs, should should like push for playing time on a god squad. For a lot of people, this is not going to move the needle. Next, Evan Carter. What a player this guy is. Big fan of Evan Carter. His swing is out of this world. 
in this game. If you have not tried Evan Carter, just, I mean, effing try Evan Carter. His swing will make you feel emotions. But Evan Carter, 66 vision. This card, if it had 90 or higher vision, I shit you not, would probably have a spot on my God Squad. That's how good his swing is. That's how well above his attributes he plays. His clutch being 113, again, I don't agree. He's, of course, going to be better versus righties, but he's not complete horseshit versus lefties. It's just 66 vision is so tough once you get past All-Star. On All-Star, it doesn't matter. He's a goon, he's a demon, he's fantastic. Golly, it stinks when you got to use him on Hall of Fame and Legend. Jordan Montgomery. A very fun, good, solid enough starter. 99 break. His pitches are going to move like crazy. He, of course, is a sinker-cutter pitcher. His pitching clutch of 115 as a starter is very good. 103 hit per nine is a little on the low side. 101K per nine is also a little bit on the low side, especially when you look at the pitchers you're going to compare him to for God Squad starts. 105 stamina, it, stamina is a lie for starters, so it doesn't matter. Pitching controls, his control, wow, his control, I just realized his control is actually out of this world. Uh, 90 on the cutter being the lowest is just crazy. Pitch break, pretty good on, uh, very good on three pitches. One of them is a fastball, doesn't matter. A B-plus on the 12-6 curve and a solid B on the cutter, so not bad. In terms of quirks, he's got pickoff artist. Have a ball with that, because you're never going to use that. Former Yankee great Jordan Montgomery. He's not going to start in the playoffs for us, is what Brian Cashman said, and here he is having a fucking day with the Rangers. So good for Texas for realizing his potential. Uh, a a semi-viable starter. You want to use Jordan Montgomery on your on your team in your rotation? I'm not gonna I'm not going to make fun of you. I think what aids this card is that he is a little bit deceptive with the way he throws out of the hand. So if you're good with Jordan Montgomery, this is a good card for you. Bryson Stott. This is the card I'm most disappointed in. I was so effing excited for Bryson Stott. Because his swing is really nice. And I was like, oh my god, he hit a grand slam off a lefty. That means he's going to be juice first lefties and be very good against righties. Nope, he's, he's just, he's not even mid, he's below mid against righties. 104 contact right, 92 power right against righties. If you give this man, like, 110, 100, 110, 105 against righties, this is on a god squad. This is a starting second baseman on a god squad. Plus, he hit a fucking grand slam in the sixth inning of the NLDS, or of the wild card to send them to the NLDS, and he's only got 116 clutch. Make the man's clutch max. He's incredible in the field. He's an incredible base runner. He can play third and short. He's got a nice swing. Lefty bat. This card had... And this, with 91 vision, too. It's not great, but, like, it's enough. It gets me there. It, it, it just gets me there. So, this was a missed opportunity, in my opinion. This card could have been a hero on a lot of teams. I was so hyped and so amped to see Bryson Stott. Fell short. Plus... How does he only have 115 power left if it's based off the one pitch he hit the Grand Slam on? That Another stupid point of mine, but just wanted to bring it up. Finally, Royce Lewis. Oh, another almost demon. This man was crazy all postseason. It's a shame that the Twins got knocked out, especially because I hate Houston. Um, but only 80 vision. You can't use the damn card because he's only got 80 friggin' vision. He's got a great swing. He's max first righties. He's max clutch. Finally, somebody's max clutch. He's at P2, a diamond fielder at third. He'll never be a diamond fielder in his secondaries, but that's okay. He'll be a gold at all of them. 
He's got 85 speed. Like, this is a, so much, so much good stuff here. It's so close. It just missed. I'm not even upset about the contact left's power versus left. It's fine. It's good. It's great. Just find a friggin' way to give him more vision. Vision matters so much at higher pitch speeds. For a lot of people, it doesn't matter at all if you're an all-star player. This card's probably fine for you. And that's good. I'm just speaking to everybody who plays this game. I would like all cards to be good for everyone. And unfortunately, unless you're a demon, which you might be, Royce Lewis just misses the mark a little bit. So, hopefully we see that change moving forward because I would like to see good cards all around. I would like to see this postseason program rival the postseason program of... Was it 20 when we got everybody's fan favorite Corey Seager that we keep seeing every year except for this year? I think 20 was... The, 20, in my opinion, was probably the best postseason program we, uh, we ever got. But let me know in the comments if I'm, if I'm off on that or if you have a different opinion. Uh, but that's going to do it, guys. I have to actually record a couple more things, so I'm going to try to save my voice. I already feel it scratchy again. i got to chug some water, take some Dayquil, do some jumping jacks, do the whole nine, make myself feel better. Uh, I appreciate you guys for making it to the end of this episode. Let me know what you think about all the postseason content. And uh, that's it. See you guys next time. Peace.